Hello, and welcome back to Maya's Reviews, a book podcast and blog. If you're new here, welcome, and I hope you stick around. I promise I'll at least try to make it worth your time. Today, I will be talking about The Sandbox by J.W. Patrick. Before I start this review, I would like to thank the publisher for providing me with an arc of this book in exchange for an honest review, and also thank you to NetGalley since this is where I got the novel. I originally reviewed this novel on my blog on May 22nd, 2020. It was the first arc I had received, so it was really exciting for me to read this novel, and I'm still really excited to review it today on the podcast. However, um, it has been a while, so similar to The Lost Years of Merlin, it might be a little fuzzy, some of the details, so I'm going to try my best, but it was such a huge part of my blog and me reading books that hopefully I will remember a lot of details. Overall, I rated The Sandbox 4 out of 5 stars. The plot, setting, characters, and memorability were all 4 out of 5 stars as well. The only thing I rated less than that was the writing, which I rated 3 out of 5 stars, which I'll get into later. When I first started reading The Sandbox by J.W. Patrick, I was really skeptical due to the fact that the book was very different from the description on Goodreads or Amazon. However, as I really got into the novel, I found that so many aspects of this book are amazing. It wasn't one of my favorite books, but it was certainly a good and worthwhile read. The novel was published by J&AW Books on October 23rd, 2018. The Kindle edition is 276 pages, and there is a possibility that the author will write two more books in the Sandbox series, so if you read the Sandbox and you like it, make sure you look out for those. So, my description of the novel. Isla Duncan is hand-cycling in Oklahoma when a huge storm threatens to end her life. Luckily, best friends Sunny Monroe and Dan Hawk come out of nowhere and rescue her, taking her to their secret hangout, Ottawa Cave. During the night, strange alien-like creatures creep into the three teenagers' bodies, but none of them expect what will happen next. When they find themselves able to go to an alternate reality in their sleep, they know just what they must do. With the help of the Sandbox's infinite knowledge, Isla, Dan, and Sunny set out to change the world for the better, or so they hope. I don't know how I wrote that really well a year ago, but oh well. Um, The Goodreads description. What would you do? After a mysterious impact in the dry Oklahoma landscape, three teenagers discover a world where they can do anything they want, anything at all. Play, explore, fly, destroy. But as a ripple of consequences impact on reality, Sunny, Isla, and Dan realize that this is far from a game. Do they now have the power to change the real world? Because if they do, they know exactly what they want to do first. Dirt poor Sunny Monroe blames the oil company that fracked his family ranch for his problems. Dan Hawk, a Native American from the Chickatawa tribe, has never forgotten who stole his native homelands. Idealistic Isla Duncan, a Scottish Paralympian junior on a charity hand cycle tour, would just like to make the world a better place. As the three teens attract global enemies and the killings begin, grave doubts divide them. Do they control this newfound power, or is it controlling them? If so, what on earth does the sandbox want? 
so like I mentioned earlier, it was kind of, I think the issue was, is that the description didn't necessarily match the first half of the novel. It was, from what I remember, it was pretty slow for a while there until, you know, they got like infected by aliens and had this newfound power. The Sandbox follows three teenagers who are all very different, Isla Duncan, Sonny Monroe, and Daniel Hawk. First, I have to say that I really liked Isla and Dan. However, Sonny got on my nerves. I don't know if that was the author's intention, but nevertheless, I could not deal with Sonny always creating new problems for all three of them. He's consistently just not listening to what the rest of the group is saying to do with the Sandbox, which... They already know the sandbox has consequences, and yet he continues to make selfish decisions. Also, I was quite disappointed that a lot of the characters we never learn much about, specifically Maduka Takwana, who plays a huge part in the story and the main character's motivations. Hopefully, we'll get more information on him and his backstory in the second novel in the series. I don't really remember who the dude is, but <laughs> that's besides the point. Um... Isla is a strong, stubborn, thoughtful character, so at the beginning of the novel, she's running a fundraiser for multiple charities. Not only is she traveling across the U.S. and hand-cycling 25 miles a day, which, girl, that sounds awful, but she's also doing it all while paralyzed from the waist down, and she's raising thousands of dollars in the process. Besides that, I just love how supportive and respectful her dad is of her goals and dreams. So, throughout the novel, Isla's dad accepts little to no explanation as to why she's spending a lot of time in Ottawa's cave with Dan and Sonny, which she's not from Oklahoma. She's not from anywhere near there. She's from Scotland, so staying in a tiny town in the middle of nowhere is really weird, <laughs> especially since you just met these people and all of a sudden you're just staying there with them. That's weird. But she's such a strong, independent, young woman and all here for that. She was just amazing. And next we have Sonny, which I could not stand. So he's this angry teenager, which he has a right to be angry because his family's farm is a victim of fracking, but throughout the story, he's really selfish and irresponsible. When Isla, Dan, and Sunny finally enter the sandbox and discover its potential, which I'll talk more about how the sandbox works later, Sunny steals millions of dollars from a businessman, which the businessman was a murderer, but still, and he steals from a bank as well and then puts it into his parents' account. Even when the murderer businessman tr threatens to burn all three of their houses down, he then sends an oil rig to the CEO of the oil company's yard and then shoots countless helicopters and cars owned by the FBI and U.S. Army with modified weapons from the sandbox. He, he shoots them down. So it's like... I can see how he's angry. I can see why he's doing these things, but he's also threatening the well-being of Isla and Dan in the process and their families and his family. So, anyways, I'll stop ranting about Sonny. But I did feel bad for him. I mean, he watched his family's farm fall apart due to fracking and his family is getting none of the profits from, so, from it. So, 
he has his reasons to be selfish and annoying, but putting other people who are trying to help him in danger was just kind of a jerk thing to do. And then, last but not least, is Daniel Hawk, also known as Dan. Um, I was <laughs> disappointed with how much it's hinted that Dan and Issa like each other, and the only, the only thing, the entire novel is kind of leading up to, you're like, oh, they're finally gonna, they're gonna date, they're gonna be together, and then at the very end, it's like a quick kiss on the cheek, and it's like, oh, well, that's kind of disappointing. Um, there's... I mean, there's whole paragraphs dedicated to Sonny and Dan arguing about their bro code and if they're breaking it whenever they start Isla because I'm pretty sure they both like her. I forget. And there's not much for them to argue about because it's like, she only likes one of you, but whatever. And Dan as a character was just really well done. He cares a lot about the Chikawada and his mother, which balances out Sonny's reckless behavior. He's very much a kind and selfless person, so he kind of just cancels out whatever chaos Sonny causes. Um, however, I was a little disappointed with how little we know about Dan outside of the sandbox. We never really learn much about his family or who he is as a person, but hopefully in the next novel in the series, we can learn more about that. Overall, with all three of the characters, or the main ones at least, there was really no character development. They all start out and end the same, which I was kind of fine with, but to be able to ignore that there was like hardly any character development, I kind of had to, I was trying to find something else to focus on and other aspects of their characters, but there wasn't much to focus on as they're kind of just, they're not real. Like, they're not, I didn't feel attached to them in the way that I felt attached to other characters. Um, but the characters were decent. I just wish there was more about them in the story that we could learn about. major issues with the novel lay in its writing, as I mentioned before. Um, it's not bad, but it's just okay. There was some places where there was way too much detail to the point where I couldn't really understand what was trying to be said, but in other places there was too little detail and I wanted to know more and understand, but I couldn't. So it didn't affect my understanding of the book, but it definitely had an impact on how much I enjoyed reading the novel. Like I mentioned before with the characters, it would have been nice to get more insight into their lives as a person, as a character, rather than just have them be this, these devices in the story. The Sandbox takes place in Hogan, Oklahoma, though it also includes many other places in the world that Isla, Dan, and Sunny visit while inside the Sandbox, which is Basically a machine that collects data and create and can create a life-sized model of Earth for whoever it's connected to. The setting of this novel was amazing, mainly because of the sandbox, which the three teens visit often. It recreated the Earth for Isla, but it still is completely different from our world and holds so many secrets that 
both me and the characters want to uncover. So that's another point where I was wishing that there was more detail into how that worked. And with the plot, I absolutely love the idea that three teens can be connected to this machine that allows them to access all the information you could ever want, especially to use for good in the world. It's a really good idea, and I'm glad that J.W. Patrick created the sandbox. However, there were so many different ways that the book was going, it was kind of hard to keep up. There's this mysterious relationship between Jenny McIntyre and Sonny that is preventing Dan from asking her out, and then Sheriff Hauser committed some sort of crime, potentially murder, and Maduka Takwana might be a serial killer and murdered Sonny's grandfather. I mean, there's so many things going on that it was kind of, like, hard to keep up with, and I was a little confused at some parts. And all of those things that I mentioned don't get answers in the novel. It could be due to the fact that the author is planning to write two more novels into the series, but to not answer any of those questions kind of left me like, come on, I want to know. <laughs> and the story's pace was a little too slow in the beginning, but it quickens as the story continues, which was kind of hard to read at first as I was trying to get into the novel, but it did end up being pretty solid. Like I said, there were minor issues that I had with the novel, but The Sandbox overall by J.W. Patrick is a really good read, and I really hope he adds more novels into the story, as there's so many questions that I want answered and I want to know more about The Sandbox and how it works, especially because at the end, there's this huge, just like, bomb dropped on the reader and it's like okay can you release another novel please <laughs> and that is the end of my review of the sandbox by jw patrick i hope you enjoyed it and if you did please check out my blog maya's reviews at mayagreviews.wordpress.com you can also find me at maya the bookworm on twitter goodreads tiktok bookbub and book sirens I'm also on Tumblr at Maya Reviews. If you want me to review your book or even just want to reach out to me, you can email me at mayagbookreviews at gmail.com. And my name is spelled M-A-Y-A. So I do ask that if you are reaching out to me in regards to a review request or anything of the sort, that you check out my review policy on my blog first, then email me. Thank you for listening and happy reading. Sorry it was a little shorter of a review. I, like I mentioned earlier, I kind of forgot a little bit because it's been a while, but I tried my best. So, happy reading. <laughs>